All right, good morning. How's everyone doing today? It's good to see you all here with us. Good to come together and celebrate the Lord's glory together. If you would stand with me, we'll recite our call to worship this morning together. It comes from Psalm 55. It's verse 16 and 17. As for me, I call to God and the Lord saves me. Evening, morning, and noon, I cry out in distress and he hears my voice. Amen. And thank you that this morning we can come together and he can hear our cries for distress, our joys, our glories, and just to give him the honor today, give him the glory this morning. So lift your voice and sing along with us this morning. Strength arises, we wait upon the Lord, wait upon the Lord, we will wait upon the Lord. Strength arises, we wait upon the Lord, wait upon the Lord, we will wait upon the Lord. Our God, you reign forever, our hope, our strong. We will wait upon the Lord. Strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord. Wait upon the Lord. We will wait upon the Lord. Our God, you reign forever. Our hope, our strong. of yesterday's July 4th celebration. We're going to just uh, sing the national anthem together, so lift your voice with me. 
Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hail at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we've watched were so gallantly streaming and the rocket's red glare the bombs bursting in air gave proof through the night that our flag was still there oh say does that star-spangled banner yet wave or the land of the free and the Worship Him. And let's open up our hearts today. I think of the words of the psalmist when he said over in Psalm 138, verses 1 and 2, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, with all of my heart. In the presence of angels, I will sing your praise. I will worship at your holy temple and give thanks to your name. We're privileged people this morning that we can come into God's house and worship Him. So let's join in our singing this morning. Let's open up our hearts to what God has for each one of us today. When darkness tries to roll over my bones When sorrow comes to steal the joy I own when brokenness and pain is all I know, I won't be shaken. I won't be shaken. Y'all sing my fear. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. Shame no longer, shame no longer has a place to hide. I am not a captive to the lies. Oh, and I'm not afraid Leave my past behind I won't be shaken Oh, I won't be shaken Y'all sing with me My fear doesn't stand a chance When I stand in your love My fear doesn't stand a chance When I stand in your love My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. 
There's power that can break off every chain. There's power that can empty out a grave. Oh, there's power, resurrection power that can save. could ever 
ever breathe. We live for you. We live for you. We live for you, Lord. Oh, oh. Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus. Jesus, the only one who could ever save. And worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. Oh, we live for you. Oh, yeah. Holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder and show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. Holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder and show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. I will build and I will build my life upon your throne. It is a firm foundation. I will put my trust in you alone. And I will. would be a different nation this morning if we would practice that love love to each other love to one another as we prepare our hearts for the time of family prayer this morning 
You know, prayer is just not a time that we just come and bring our request, but it's a special time. An opportunity that God has given to us this morning that it makes no difference what our needs or our burdens may be. I want you to know that God is bigger than your problem this morning. I don't know what your problem is that you may be facing, but God is bigger than that problem, and God can take care of it. He may not do it in the time frame that you have, but but God will if we'll just trust in Him and believe in God. I read something this week that caught my attention. It was written by Corey Ten Boom several years ago. And she made this statement. Is prayer your steering wheel or your spare tire? Think about that. Is prayer your steering wheel or your spare tire? That's more than just a statement. That's more than just a cliche this morning. Do we make prayer the steering wheel of our life that drives our life and the choices and the decisions that we make trying to follow God and stay in His will and live as close to Him as we possibly can? Or is prayer just a spare tire that we need if something goes flat? If something goes wrong, then we call upon Him to help us. I think that prayer should be that that motivates us, drives us to draw closer to God, and for prayer to direct us in every decision and every choice that we make. That's what He wants. We missed several this morning. They're out of town. We want to pray for traveling mercies if they come back uh, probably today. Uh, We have those that are ill and not able to be here. I know this morning, as I look out over this congregation, I just have to know that you have a prayer request, maybe an unspoken prayer request, just by an uplifted hand. God knows what that need is this morning. We don't need to know, but as long as He knows, that's the important thing. Shall we lift our hearts to God in prayer today? Again, our Father, we're so humbled that we're made out of the dust of the earth. And yet, Lord, you have invited us that we can bow before you and bring our burdens and our cares and present them at your feet. And, Lord, as we do that, it's with faith and confidence, knowing that the God that we serve not only hears us, but has the ability to move mountains and and answer our prayers and to meet our needs in the way, Lord, that your name We'll get the honor and get the glory. Father, we're a privileged people this morning. And we just want to tell you from the depths of our heart that we love you. And Lord, sometimes we fail so miserably. But Lord, we want you to know one more time that we love you with all of our heart and our mind, our soul and our strength. And Lord, we've gathered into your house this morning to worship you. Lord, I pray that you'll help us to shut out everything hindering or disturbing our our hindering cause that would divert our attention from focusing upon you this morning and receiving from you what you have for each one of us. Lord, we believe you want to speak to us. We believe, Lord, you want to talk to us. 
And Lord, I pray that prayer will not be a spare tire, but prayer will be uh, the steering wheel of our life that drives us in the direction uh, toward heaven uh, and doing Your will and serving You and, and living for You day by day. We pray, Lord, You'll bless the Newville Church. We believe, Lord, that good days lie ahead. And we believe that You have Your hand upon this church and upon this people. And we thank You, Lord, for the work that they're doing in, in this town and in this community of reaching out to those who have needs. And, and, Lord, are coming into the haven of rescue where they can find peace for their troubled soul. We pray, Lord, that you'll bless the coming pastor and his wife as they uh, uh, are, are coming to, to pastor this flock. And I just pray, Lord, you'll give them wisdom and understanding. And, and Lord, help them to draw near to each one and, and love this people and, and draw them in, we pray. And I pray that they get prepared for the travel and the moving, that it'll all work out good. And there'll be no hindrances along the way, Lord, but uh, it'll be a smooth transition. We pray for our church family, those that are traveling today that are not able to be here. I pray you'll bring them safely home. And, and Lord, uh, I just pray you'll keep your hand of protection around each one, uh, those that are sick today and those that are not able to be here. And, Lord, these unspoken requests that uh, were represented by hands that were lifted, uh, we don't know what that burden may be. We don't know what that prayer request is. Uh, and, Lord, we don't need to know. Because you know all about it. And you're the only one that can do anything. And I pray, Lord, that thy will and thy way will be done. I pray, Lord, that you'll shut us in with your divine presence this morning. And, and talk to us individually and, and collectively. Uh, Lord, that we might draw closer to you and be more of what you'd have us to be. And, Lord, for all that you do for us, we'll say thank you, Jesus. For it's in that name that's above every name the wonderful, wonderful name of Jesus that we ask these things. And all of God's people said, Amen. You may be seated. Holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder. Show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. Well, good morning, Nouvelle. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Jimmy. Awesome job. I uh, hope you all had a great Fourth of July weekend uh, celebrating our country's independence. Um, I'm so proud to be an American um, as I think about our country and it's a time to reflect and where we've been and where we've come from, things that we've gone through. You know, you kind of mourn, you kind of get excited. It's all, it's, it's some ups and downs, but I'm proud to be an American. And I always like to make things a little bit smaller for me. It helps me understand. But if I think of some person that I'm proud of and I respect, that person's not perfect. That person never has been perfect. But we don't, nobody's perfect, but we can still be proud of people. So that's how I feel about my country. It's not perfect, but I am so proud to be an American. And I want to make things better for our country, and that's hopefully what we do this weekend. And we just celebrated that. Um, and we just continue to celebrate. No better place to be to cap off that weekend than in church and, and praising our God, and God will keep this country great. Um, want to um, just further go, go on about our new pastor that's coming in. We had the vote. 
uh, last Sunday, and he was approved. So we are going to have our new pastor, the Fords, Pastor Michael and Leslie Ford. Um, they are actually moving next weekend um, on Friday, and they're going to move into the parsonage in Crowley. Um, so they're moving on Friday, unpacking on Saturday. So if anybody would like to help uh, them unpack, let me know, and we can maybe kind of organize that. So just let me know if anybody after service, if you can do that. Um, we're excited for them. We have some details to work out. Um, it's, it's kind of going to be a little bit of a joint venture, um, but we're figuring those things out as we go. And God's going to lead, and God's going to work out all those details. So we're just giving that to him. Um, Wednesday services, our Wednesday services are going to continue uh, here at the church for adults and teens. Um, so uh, welcome to come back on Wednesdays. We, we invite you to come. The Bible study uh, is at 6 o'clock. We aren't doing the dinner before, but at 6 o'clock we do the Bible study. So if y'all can be back here, come on back to the church. Uh, we want to be a part of that. If you have not signed in, we have tables at both of the doors. We want you to sign in, update your contact information. If you haven't done that recently, please do so. We're trying to update all of our contacts. And then we also had our communion elements. We're going to have communion after service today. So there's the bread and the fruit of the vine. If you'll grab that. Uh, if you haven't done that, you can go do so now and just grab the communion elements so you can participate in communion after the service. Um, the last announcement that I have is just kind of a personal uh, prayer request more. Um, some Pastor Cheryl had shared a couple of Sundays ago of if we and he kind of shared it again today, but we we sometimes use prayer as a last resort instead of a first option. So I'm wanting to just use it as a first option. Um, Andre and I had a ultrasound done for our baby, and uh, the doctor noticed something in his brain that he wants to meet with us about. Um, so we're having an appointment tomorrow to go in and talk to the doctor. Probably have another ultrasound done. Um, and so we don't know what that could be, and as, as they always say, it's probably nothing, but we want to see you. So if they want to see you, there's something, but we're, we have just been giving that to the Lord, and, and we are just praying for that baby and giving that baby to God. There's really nothing that we can do, ultimately, but give it to the Lord. So if, if you would join me in prayer, uh, we would appreciate that. Um, the appointment's at 2.30, and we're just trusting that God will work through that whole Situation will give him the glory, especially in music.
four. I urge them, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases our God, our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. Amen. Thank you, Alyssa. We met Alyssa and Bryson a couple of years ago when we were doing interim in, in uh, Ebenezer. And uh, we came to Lafayette and found out that their dad lived just down the street here. And uh, they have sure grown, and, and uh, thank you so much. Well, this morning we're so glad to be in God's house, and we're glad that you're here. We've come to worship the Lord today, and I trust that you had a great Fourth of July, but uh, uh, we're here to celebrate again today. And uh, I, I want to talk to us this morning from the thought, loving God and loving country. Yesterday, family and friends gathered around to celebrate the birthday of our great nation. And I know that we can all agree on the fact this morning that not everything is right. Not everything is good. There's a lot of things that need to be worked on and need to be improved upon to make our nation even a greater nation. But even though America is plagued with problems politically, morally, and spiritually, I'm still convinced this morning that America is the greatest nation to live in, just to be able to live in freedom and to believe as we want to believe and to thank God for what we have and enjoy. Someone said, America is freedom. I wonder this morning when you woke up and you were deciding where you were going to church today, I wonder who told you where you had to go. Did someone come and say, you've got to go to Newville Church of the Nazarene, or you got to go somewhere else? No, that was your choice. That was your privilege. That you could go to church and worship wherever you chose to this morning. That is called freedom. Who has told you where you had to go to work in the morning when you wake up and have to go back to that, to that daily job? Who told you who to work for and how to work? America. Freedom. We have the freedom to choose where we want to go to work. America is freedom this morning. We have the freedom to exercise our power at the polls, to vote for candidates of our choice, to remind those who are elected uh, that they serve and lead and not to rule and oppress us American citizens. America is freedom, freedom to speak our minds without fear of reprisal, I don't know how much longer that may be because we're living in a dangerous period in our life. But uh, I believe this morning that America is freedom to shoulder responsibility, to contribute to noble causes, to be good neighbors, to love each other, to care for one another as citizens of the United States. America this morning is freedom, freedom to enjoy 
freedom to conserve, freedom to improve the best and the greatest country, I believe, on God's green earth, and that is the United States of America. Someone has said that America is a crazy place. And sometimes we have to agree that America is a crazy place. They wrote, only in America, only in America can pizza be delivered to your house faster than an ambulance. Only in America are there handicapped parking places in front of a skating rink. Only in America do drugstores make the sick and elderly walk all the way to the back of the store to get their prescriptions while you can buy suntan lotion up front. Only in America do people order double cheeseburgers, super fries, and a Diet Coke. Only in America do we leave our cars worth thousands of dollars in the driveway and fill our garages with junk. Only in America do we use answering machines and have call waiting so we won't miss a call from someone we didn't want to talk to in the first place. Only in America do we buy hot dogs in packages of ten and buns in packages of eight. Only in America do we have Braille on drive-through ATM machines. America this morning, sometimes crazy. A few years ago, Linda and I, with her, with her mom and dad, were privileged to visit Washington, D.C. When our nation at that time was celebrating her 200th birthday. While we were visiting there, we visited uh, many different places that were important to the founding of our nation. We toured the White House where many of our great presidents have lived. We walked through the archives where uh, we saw many important documents were signed by our founding fathers. We toured the Treasury Building where they made our currency. That day they were not passing out any samples for some reason. But one of the most touching scenes that that we saw while we were visiting was Arlington Cemetery where there were acres and acres of white crosses indicating the final resting place of men and women who fought so gallantly, giving their lives for the liberty and the freedom that we enjoy this morning. And then we were privileged to watch the changing of the guard at the tomb of the unknown soldier. And how, what a sight that was, and how they do that 24 hours a day with different shifts uh, guarding that tomb. But on July the 4th, 1976, as the evening sun was cradling in the western sky, and darkness began to overtake the cloudless blue sky, we gathered there with thousands and thousands of of other people just just inside the gates of Arlington Cemetery, to witness the spectacular fireworks they had that had been arranged to help celebrate the birthday of America, the 200th birthday. And we sit on that grassy slope that night, listening to the beautiful songs that have become symbolic of our heritage. And then we witnessed the spectacular uh, display of fireworks that lit up the sky. It wasn't long before something began to swell within me. I guess you could call it spirit of pride. Yes, 
Yes, as Brad said, I'm proud this morning to be a blood, blue-blooded American, born under the stripes and the bright stars of old glory. I'm proud this morning to be an American. Again, I confess, there's many things in our country that I'm, I'm not happy with, and we wish that we're better, but, but I'm still convinced this morning that, that if I'm going to be living on this earth, I want to be living in America. I had no desire to go to Cuba. I have no desire to go to Russia. I have no desire to go to communist China or some of these places. But as I have begun to walk in Walmart and some of these stores in the last few months, and I have begun to see the empty shelves and of different items that were so common to us, I'm beginning to wonder what is happening in the great land that we live in. But I'm proud to be an American. I love living in America, and this is where I want to live. Until I go to heaven. Because that's my final resting place. I'm just passing through America this morning. I, I, I'm not going to dwell here forever. I'm just passing through. My home is in heaven. If I live right and serve God. Uh, and But in the scripture I've chosen this morning for my text. Uh, loving God. Loving uh, country. Uh, I, I see where the Apostle Paul is given us several reasons or several things that we can do to love God and love our country. First, he said, we can pray for our country. We can pray for America. In First Timothy, he said, I urge you, I urge you that requests and prayers and intercession and thanksgiving be made for everyone, for kings and all those in authority. I read the story about a wealthy man. He, he was dying, and there's only one thing that was going to save him. And his doctor said he was going to have to have a brain transplant. The doctor said, I know it's, exper- uh, it's taking a chance. I want to tell you it's very expensive. But the man said, it's, doctor, it's no object. Money's no object. I have plenty of money. I can, I can do it. If I need to get a brain transplant, uh, I can pay the money, and you can do it. <clears throat> Well, the doctor said there's three choices that you have available for a brain. The first brain is from a university professor, but it will cost you $10,000. No worry, doctor, the man said. I can pay. But I want to know about that second chance. Well, the doctor said that's the brain from a rocket scientist, but that brain's going to cost you $100,000. Well, I have the money. I can pay for the operation, and then if I have his brain, I'll be that much smarter than I am right now. But then he said, I want to know about that third one you're talking about. Well, the doctor said the third one is from a government bureaucrat. But that brain will cost you $500,000. The man was taken back from, what, 10000 to 100000 and now 500000 He looked at the doctor and said, Doc, why is the brain of a bureaucrat so much more expensive uh, than the other two brains? The doctor looked at him and said, Sir, never been used. Sometimes we wonder, don't we? Sometimes. I know that's exactly how some people feel about politicians that are running our land today. And sometimes little or no respect. But, we're, but what does the Bible say? 
pray for everyone and for those in authority. Our founding fathers were not only committed to obtaining freedom for themselves, but preserving for future generations. They were committed to building our nation upon the Christian principles uh, that we so adhere to today. I remember George Washington in his farewell address said, Don't let anyone claim tribute of America patriotism if they attempt to remove religion from politics. Patrick Henry once said, It cannot be emphasized too strongly or too often that this great nation was founded not by religionists, but by Christians. Not on religion, but on the gospel of Jesus Christ. A few years ago, I was privileged to visit the little country church in Virginia where Patrick Henry stood and once made that statement that has echoed down through the centuries of, of history, where he stood and, and, and declared, he said, give me liberty or give me death. As I stood in that little church, I began to ponder in my mind of, of what was happening that day and the events that were transpiring and, and the people who were there, give me liberty or give me death. And so thousands of our men and women down through the history of America had paid the ultimate price uh, that we might have a nation that's built upon the foundation uh, of Jesus Christ. Uh, And so a heritage that we have. uh, uh, Who can doubt that any time that our nation has faced a crisis, uh, it's been guided by the divine hand of divine providence down through through the years. When our troops were storming the beaches of Normandy, France, on D-Day, June 6, 1944, President Franklin Roosevelt prayed this prayer on national radio hookup. No TVs that day, but, but national radio hookup. He, he prayed this prayer. Almighty God, with thy blessings we shall prevail over the unholy forces of our enemy. Help us to conquer the apostles of greed and racial arrogance. Lead us to the saving of our country. Thy will be done, Almighty God. Amen. God answered that prayer. And we still have a nation today. If we're going to continue to see any good come to America, we will be a nation that is blessed of God. It's because the church... It's because the Christians, it's because the people of God who are praying for America and for the future of America. We need to pray for leaders of America. We need to, we need to be proud of our flag. We need to vote in election. We need to speak out for what is right and what is wrong, but in a respectful way. There may be some who would say that it's too late for America. It's not too late as long as God's on the throne. But I do believe that we are swiftly sailing toward the point of no return. I believe this morning we're getting ready for the, for the, for the judgments of God. I believe we're getting ready for the great tribulation. I believe we're getting ready for the second coming. I don't know when. I don't know what time. But I believe it's around the corner. You remember, I, I've often thought, you know, the, the Israelites, as long as they were content... To live in Egypt, God allowed them to stay there. But when times got so desperate, they began to cry out to God, Oh God, deliver us from the Egyptians and from the bondage that we're in. It was then and only then that God heard their prayer and met their need. I believe America, we've been so content. 
we've been satisfied. We've had so much at our disposal until, uh, until uh, we're happy where we are. But I believe that slowly but surely there's an unrest. There's an uneasiness until it's going to reach the time in our life uh, that before Jesus comes, I believe we'll be calling out to God, Oh, God, deliver us. Bring this out, Lord, into what you have for us. Uh, how can we continue to be the America? Pray for America. Pray for our leaders. Uh, you know, the Bible tells us that the chief concern of Satan uh, is to keep the Christians from praying. The devil doesn't want you to pray. But one man said, the devil begins to tremble when he sees the, knee, uh, the weakest saint on his knees. Prayer puts fear and trembling in the heart of Satan. How can we continue to keep America? Pray for everyone, for kings and all those in authority. Secondly, Paul tells us that we can live righteous lives. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, that we live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. If we want to change the way America is heading, then the lives of people need to be changed. Our lives need to be changed until we're living according in godliness and honesty and holiness. How can we do that? By living according to the standards that God has set forth in His Holy Word. They laid the foundation for future generations to build upon and not destroy. I realize that our nation has strayed away from God's Word. When they begin to take Bibles out of the school, and, and um, I could go on down the list this morning, and we begin to turn our back upon God, that's when God began to turn His back upon us. And I don't believe that God will turn back upon us until we turn back to God. And I believe that we as Christians, the church, we have a great influence in the world. We still have a great influence. When God's people get together, and we bind ourselves together. The, the, the devil begins to tremble. Uh, we have uh, politicians uh, and sometimes so-called religious leaders. Uh, they're trying to exterminate. They're trying to eliminate not only the word God from public view, but obliterate the very idea of God in our country. I've heard news reporters and I've heard politicians uh, they, they mock at the idea that we have religious freedom in America. I confess this morning that it seems like that sometimes there's not much we can do, but, but the word is still found in Psalm chapter 14, verse 34. Righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach. Sin has disgraced our nation. And I believe that a lot of fault lies at the doorstep of the church. We have laid down and capitulated and given in until you mention God or you talk about God. They don't want to hear it. But the Bible tells us there's something we can do about it. We can live a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. How can we love America? How can we love our country? Pray and live our lives 
in godliness and honesty. Thirdly, Paul tells us that we can share Christ. Share Christ with others. Though we come in contact with... There's many messages that are being shouted out today. All kinds of messages that you want to hear. The abortionists are speaking out for the right to kill the unborn. And thousands and thousands of little babies are being murdered. Being murdered. But when we speak out, we're crazy. They, they look upon us as crazy. Lost our mind. Share Christ. Family values. Biblical principles have become a laughing stock among so many leaders today. And sometimes I wonder, the Christians seem like that we're in the, in, the, in the minority. But I still believe that way down deep we are in the majority. I still believe that. If God's people will humble themselves and call upon God and seek His face, God will hear from heaven. God will heal the land, and God will bring righteousness and truth. And so, it's our duty, it's our responsibility to speak out and tell others and share Christ with those that we come in contact with. Too many times we're, we're, we're content to just sit in church and say amen, but, but we're weak outside the church. God wants us to be strong outside. That's where our testimony shines, is outside the church. Opportunity. Share Christ. Since we've been here in, in Lafayette, uh, you know, we live right here on the, on the church uh, uh, parking lot. And uh, people come in here from all over. I mean, uh, I don't know. This is a U-turn out here, I think, sometimes. But then the ball, we, we, we make it a point to talk to as many people as we possibly can. Do you go to church anywhere? I was talking to a young lady with three or four children last night. Came over to see if they could see the fireworks. They'd been over here before. I said, do you go to church anywhere? She said, no, I don't. said, um, I've been thinking about coming over there. You know, they're all around us. People are hungry. Share Christ. Does everyone come? How little did I know that Randall lived just right down here? I didn't know it. And I don't think, Randall, it was an accident. I think it was providential. And there's others just like you and your family that are hungry for God and hungry for something that will satisfy. I tell you, there's only one thing that will satisfy the human heart, and that is Jesus Christ living and abiding within. And so uh, I'm reminded of the young preacher who thrilled his congregation. I mean, the first sermon he preached to that congregation, I mean, it challenged the church. Uh, he was exhorting them to gird up their loins and do Christian service and live for Christ. And, and I mean, uh, when they left that, that church that Sunday morning, uh, that was the topic of, every, of everyone that heard the sermon. Well, the next Sunday they came back in and he preached the same sermon again. They were somewhat surprised. Third Sunday... He preached the same sermon again. And finally it reached the point that the, 
some of the leaders of the church decided they'd go go talk to that preacher. He said, uh, don't you have any other sermons other than the one that you have preached for the last three, three Sundays? Young pastor, he looked at that group that had gathered around him and said, oh, yes. He said, I have quite a few sermons, but you haven't done anything about the first one yet. That's what I'm talking about. Jesus wants us to be doers of the word, not just listeners of the word. And I believe that God has great things for this church right here in Newville. I think Lynn and I have been, been somewhat cheated because we haven't been able to meet so many of the church and, and mingle and, and fellowship. And uh, it's, been a, it's been an interim that we've never, we've never had before, and I hope we never have another one like it. <laughs> you know, all of our preaching has been uh, over, over the camera here instead of uh, people in the, in the pews. But, uh, but I believe God has great things. I remember reading the story about... Uh, one Sunday morning, uh, they were a family was driving home from church, and little Susie turned to her mother and said, Mama, there's something the preacher said this morning that I don't understand. She said, What's that, honey? Uh, she said, uh, The preacher said that God is bigger than we are. The preacher said that God is so big that He can hold the whole world in His hand. Is that true? Mother replied, Yes, honey, that's, that's true. But Mommy also said that God comes to live inside us when we trust Jesus to be our Lord and Savior. Is that true? Is that true also? Mother assured little Susie, said that's, that's what the pastor said. And uh, it's true. Little Susie had a puzzled look on her face, and then she asked her mom, said, if God is bigger than us, and he lives, on, he lives in us, wouldn't he show through us? That's what I'm talking about this morning. She had it right. If God lives in us, He ought to show through us to a lost and dying world that we come in contact with. As the, former, as the preacher preached a couple Sundays ago, let, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. God wants us to use our freedom this morning to be a witness for Jesus Christ in this sinful world. You know, when we begin to pray, for an opportunity to witness to someone, God opens up doors. It may be slight, may not be open very wide, but when you begin to pray, Lord, let me share the gospel with someone today. If you're honest and sincere, God will give you an opportunity. Don't let that opportunity just slide by. It's for a reason. In Psalm 33, verse 12. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. I believe this morning that our forefathers claimed this nation for God. And I believe we need to reclaim it for God. And how can we do it? Pray for America. Pray for our leaders. As Christians, live righteous lives. Godly lives. Stand on the principles of God's Word. And then... Don't let your light hide under a bushel, but let your light shine as a beacon in a dark world. Jesus this morning is the only hope for America. Jesus this morning is our only hope for eternity in heaven with Jesus Christ. May God help us to be the kind of people that he wants us to be.
This morning we're going to be partaking of communion together. Has everyone received a, an element of communion if you'd like to share? If you have not received one, uh, Neil will just hold up your hand and he'll make sure that you, that you get one. One over here, Nick. Anyone else? When we think of communion, we begin to think of the price that was paid for our salvation. Thousands and thousands of men and women shed their blood in distant lands that we this morning can sit in this sanctuary and worship God how we want to. I guess that drew a little bit closer home when our grandson, several months ago, decided he wanted to join the Air Force. Didn't want to go back to college. He wanted to join the Air Force. He's in Clovis, New Mexico today. Ready at a moment's notice, if need be, to do what he can do to help America. Nick has a son that's in the Air Force. He likewise. And when you think about maybe your son or your grandson actually being the one dying for someone else, it really comes just a little bit closer home. But then we think about Jesus as he died on the cross. He died and shed His blood, not for just one, but for thousands and thousands of people that have knelt to the cross, repented of their sin, and allowed Jesus Christ to come into their heart. And I want you to know this morning that that fountain is still open today. That blood is just as powerful today as it was back then when he died on the cross. It makes no difference how deep our sin may be or how far we may have drifted away from God. His blood can go deeper than the stain of sin is gone. And I believe that there's people around this church, people that come into this church, they need to know about the saving power of Jesus Christ. And so Jesus, as he was preparing to die on the cross and shed his blood, gathered with his disciples in the upper room. And that night he instituted a different kind of feast. It was the Lord's table. Those disciples could not fully understand what he was telling them that night. They could only see today. But as we look back, we know what happened. We know what he was talking about. And when Jesus took that bread and broke it, passed it around the table, and gave it to his disciples, he said, Take. 
eat of this bread in remembrance of me. How that my body was broken, the blood oozing down my, my, my face from the crown of thorns, the humiliation I suffered. Remember, it was my body that was broken that you might be redeemed. You may eat of your bread. Then he took the cup. Said, this is the fruit of the vine. Said, as often as you drink from this cup, as often as you drink from this cup, do in remembrance of me. That little bit of juice you have this morning it's juice. But it represents this morning the blood of Jesus Christ. So as you hold that in your hand, remember it was His blood that He shed that we might be redeemed and set free. As often as you do this, do in remembrance of me. You may drink. Would you mind standing together this morning? And let's quote the, the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. We stand and lift up our hands For the joy of the Lord is our strength we bow down and worship Him now. How great, how awesome is He. And together we sing. Holy is the Lord, God Almighty. The earth is filled with His glory. Holy is the Lord, God Almighty. The earth is filled with His glory. We stand and lift up our hands. For the joy of the Lord is our strength. We bow down and we worship Him now. How great, how awesome is He, and together we sing. Everyone sing. Holy is the Lord, God Almighty. The earth 
His fit. 